You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on the Cool Games, we are talking about the She Believes Cup and how likely is it that the U.S. women's national team is going to dominate per usual. Uh, we also talk about Everton defeating Liverpool at Anfield. <laughs> Let us go. That's right. Plus, we also talked to Julian Gressel, who we've talked to so many years ago when we did our show in Atlanta. What's changed and who's waiting for him to play for the U.S. men's national team? <laughs> is it us? Maybe. But it also might be Greg Berhalter. That and more today on the... Cooligans! Yo, it's me, Dave Vianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. Yeah, baby! Yes, Come let's on. go, let's do this. Another Yo. one. All right, let me get real close to the camera. Nice and blurry, okay? Yo. <laughs> I don't want to see your skin, dog. I want to just see one blur. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right, it is. And I'm Alexis Guerreros. That's right. We nailed it again, you know? <laughs> I mean, we're automatic at this point. <laughs> Getting our names right at the top of this show. Better than, uh, you know, my SATs, I'll be honest. Uh, Yo, you get 200. How did I not even get the 200? points for that <laughs> uh excited about today's show because uh we have an incredible guest we're going to be joined by julian gressel of dc united back uh, on the show returning okay the the homie okay uh that's right so, <laughs> uh so so much uh to cover and uh, and as always uh yes we are the cooligans we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that has ever lived that's right. It also happens to be the gulliest, which we almost forgot to say. <laughs> but I feel like you kind of knew that already. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, because of the SAT thing. You guys, you guys get yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe us remembering things isn't on the top of our skill list, okay? <laughs> okay, yeah. We're surprised we're on TV as well, all right? Yeah. <laughs> this is on TV. No, imagine. <laughs> we're more shocked than you are. Uh, so, yes, uh, Julian will be joining us in a bit. We have a lot to discuss. Uh, I mean, I think we should start uh, with some U.S. Women's National Team uh, news. Uh, the she believe Is the it news, baby? I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, are, is the Women's National Team winning games? A ticker just comes up on my screen. You can see, oh, my God, it's dots. Uh, I think uh, the Women's National Team, I think the, the story here is, yes, you were going to say the She Believes Cup. Yeah. Uh, the story here is, they're just not winning by as much as we're used to. You know, this is what, you know, and it's, it's unsettling. It's making us uncomfortable. It's like, wait, wait, wait. A listener actually has to do some work? No, 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 no. That no. is not what we do here. Again, she goes out there to relax, okay? So you guys need to make it so that she can relax. Okay, she sees the fixture on the calendar. She's like, okay, I'm glad the U.S. Uh, US soccer scheduled me a spa day. Right? <laughs> you know? Really Go out there, work on my tan, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's been pretty wild. Obviously, they've been already uh, two matches uh, against Canada, which was uh, just a one 0 victory, a goal from uh, from Rose Lavelle. It, it was it, it took you know Vlako bringing in the heavy hitters. He's like, okay, look, all right, I'm gonna sub in uh, the Monstars, uh, yeah, and then we're gonna yeah. try to get these three points. Uh, <laughs> oh, has Canada been playing pretty well? All right, well then let's bring in some of the greatest players on earth. Uh, and I think the story there also is like it. 
I wasn't sure. It it always looked like um, uh, the U.S. was better than Canada in that first match. But I wasn't sure Canada wasn't going to find a way to sneak a goal in. You know what I mean? And they, oh, bro, they had great, great chances. And this is, I mean, this is where you see the, maybe the, the, the level of like, whether it's intimidation uh, uh, from the U.S. Women's National Team. Maybe a listener, uh, when she's in net, maybe, uh, you know, players are genuinely like, yo, I don't know what to do right now, or, or great positioning, or, or she makes people, uh, you know, second guess what shot they're about to take. I, I forgot who exactly was going to take the shot, but it was a bad pass, I think, from Becky Sauerbrunn. 1v1, how many ch- times do you see the U.S. Women's National Team goalkeeper in a 1v1 situation with any 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 player and yeah uh, uh, and and it was just a bad a bad shot like uh, uh just uh, could can't they can't finish their chances brazil had the same exact thing they just like there's something that happens like the binha the binha when she's wearing a north carolina courage shirt bro she is banging Beast. them from from 30 yards out right? doesn't matter who's in goal <laughs> doesn't matter who's in goal put the brazil shirt on against a us uh shirt it's like I, I forgot how to how to do this. You know what I mean? I just think it's one of those things. It's like we we've, we've had this conversation so many times on our show, right? Like goalkeepers think like, or what defenders say. If I have to make a tackle, that's because we've made a mistake. That's a last ditch yeah. effort. The goalkeeper says, if I got to make a stop, that means the defenders weren't doing their job. How often does it happen that the U.S. Women's National Team defenders don't do their job? I mean, we saw it more against Brazil. Yeah. Right, I would say that I would say that's the most shaky I've seen the backline in a long time. Yeah, you know what against the, Brazil, the, the biggest surprise was, and and you know we, we saw Vlaco talk about this about how the the. The, the, where we like he sort of sees where the level is and the only thing they can do is just try to get better because the other countries are going to catch up and there were a couple of Brazilian the the winger I forgot her name um, but she there was a couple times where where and we're, again we're not used to seeing this just the the center backs getting beat just like straight up yeah. like on, in a foot race and it's yeah. like we're not used to uh other countries have mo- having more athletic players uh than us and, and we saw that from brazil for sure well look when we did the icc futures right we got to see in real time that the technical ability of some of these other countries as far as their development of the women's side is not only catching up probably beating our our capabilities right we yeah. need to find a couple more Rose Lavelles, you know what I mean, if we're going <laughs> to stay on top there. But now we're starting to see that it's, you know, it's like, well, we could always bludgeon them with our athleticism. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's not, we're not the only ones anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think what we're starting to see now is like, yo, we need to start to catch up on the technical abilities. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, Brazil, uh, especially the... the you know, especially now we're watching some matches. You know, we were watching friendlies before, and mm-hmm. and the U.S. was just absolutely dominant. But now we're seeing, you know, these games. Not that they, the other ones don't matter, but like clearly there's a trophy on the line, and and you see that the effort is a little bit different, and yep. uh, especially from Canada, especially from Brazil. Uh, you know, there is a Brazil, especially what they were pressing. They were really trying to make uh, 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 the U.S. women's national team uncomfortable. And this is Mark just single handedly was like, I'm going to tell you how to. Pr- I don't know if the coach <laughs> said this or not, but you <laughs> press. Yeah, yeah. 
And look, and and uh, the the coach for for Brazil uh, is obviously Pia Sundhag, who 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 coached the U.S. women's national yeah. team uh, in the past. Uh, so they, they there were just uh, uh, so many like uh, the the effort was clearly there, and if they, they could have finished chances, uh, uh, the, the the result could have been very very different. And, yeah. Uh, but it was good to see uh, some players come back. Obviously, Alex Morgan uh, getting to start playing playing great, uh, being. Aggressive too. This game was the game against Brazil was was interesting because there were a lot of pretty hard fouls and the ref was just like yellow cards. Never heard yeah. of them. Okay? MMA rules out here, yeah. <laughs> Mixed okay. mommy arts. All right. This, she believes Cub is being held on Fight Island. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a, that's why we built a cage around the field, guys. Get in there. Uh, and of course, obviously, the celebration shouts to Sloan, uh, the Alley and Ashland baby. Come yeah, on now. Yeah. Uh, we got more. We get back after this. We've got a special guest. Uh, we're throwing this up on social, but hopefully we can have her on our show, on our formal show, because she's absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she's uh, she belongs on TV, okay? Not yeah. just in a YouTube video, okay? You know what I mean? Why, why are you... You know what? In fact, cast this to your television. Have some respect, will you? Uh, she's absolutely incredible. I remember her from playing with the women's national team. You may know her right now as the Fox Soccer lead analyst Ladies and gentlemen, women's national team star, Allie Wagner, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Allie Wagner. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Obviously, we have a lot to uh, discuss uh, about the She Believes Cup. You are calling these matches, uh, doing uh, an incredible job. We've already seen uh, two matches. The final uh, match again for the U.S. women's national team is is happening uh, against Argentina uh, uh, on Wednesday, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Let's talk about the U.S. women's national team and how they've uh, been uh, so far, how they've been performing because they, they the matches definitely from my perspective have been I think a, a bit tougher than uh, uh, you know uh, than I expected. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right about the Canada match. I think that was a performance that surprised everyone. I think they 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 kept it really tight defensively, as you saw Canada did. They were in a four three three offensively, four five one defensively. And they, they really, uh, you know, wanted to win that midfield battle. I think you could say they did. And I think they, they really did take away a lot of the creativity that we've seen in free-flowing football out of the U.S. team, even though we did create a bunch of chances. And, and they probably would argue that they were creative enough to, to get a few in the back of the net earlier in that match. But I just think Canada did take away a lot of, um, uh, you know, the strengths of that side. So, yeah, that was a that was a performance that I think surprised most of us because Canada, again, was, you know, they didn't have all their top players. So and they had a new manager. Um, they were challenged in a way, I guess, that that we just didn't anticipate in that first game. And then they also conceded opportunities. And it's so funny. I've been thinking about this because then you flash forward to the Brazil game. And in same situation, I think we're expecting that that good battle that we did see. I think the first half was better than the second, uh, you know, but the U.S. conceding chances makes us all go, what's happening? You know, what's happening? They crossed midfield yeah, yeah. line. And, and I was just thinking about it going, gosh, I mean, what a bar we've set, you know, what a bar this team has set for themselves that we actually judge those performances by conceding opportunities as – wow, this is, this is something to be concerned about, you know? And, and you look at almost any other matchup in the world, men's, women's football, that, that's going to occur. You're going to give away chances. We're just not used to seeing it with the U.S. team, you know, especially outside of a world event. 
we were talking about this on on our show and when when we were kind of recapping the games and saying like a listener could has every right to to, to scream at her back line and say like this is not what I'm here to do. I'm yeah. not here to stop I'm shots. To relax for 90 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean when she goes to the office it's a training. It's not game time, you know. What do you think this says for Vlaco cuz right now everyone's saying like, "Oh, I don't know, it's shaky." Why? Because we're not winning by four goals every match on average. <laughs> like, what does that say? Is, is the rest of the world catching up to us? Is this new te- is this new tactics maybe that the team isn't familiar with, or is it just the back line isn't as solid as it used to be? Look, I, I think they don't have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah, the the, the common theme is always going to be the rest of the world is catching up, and we know that to be true. You know, but I think the other thread is yeah, there's still you know fresh off of a year of pandemic, not being able to train under a new manager. And, you know, he's new. They haven't, he haven't, he has not had them in difficult matches, you know, to speak really. It's been Netherlands, Canada, and now Brazil, I would say under his tenure. And and so that's three games and, and there's going to be these learning opportunities that they have, but yeah, there, there are, they're, they're going to be challenged. I think that's what we have to realize. You're playing against Dabinia. In my opinion right now, the one, the best player in the world, probably, um, if you're, you could add a Sam Kerr to that. You can add some of our players, of course. But, you know, if we're going non-U.S. centric, of course she's going to break you down. I mean, the best defender will not stop the best attacker. And and so you're going to come up against situations like this. Uh, but I do think that the U.S. still was a little stretched. I do think that they got caught not taking uh, advantage of the tempo of the game or controlling the tempo of the game. And, and yeah, it's stuff that, that the team will have to rectify. They're going to have to correct it because that wasn't even Brazil's strongest lineup. And it, and it wasn't ours, to be fair, either. The other couple of things I wanted to re- recap, especially with the Brazil match. I mean, really fun moment, especially Megan Rapino giving a, a, a shout out to little baby Sloan. Uh, I, you know what? I got I got to jump in here because uh, you know people were. How'd you guys not know? And it, it, when you're in broadcasting, if you weren't told beforehand. You got to be careful with that stuff because you're just not sure. If if we were to say, yeah, yeah that's likely an homage to Megan Rapino, or to, excuse me, to Allie and Ashlyn and Baby Sloan, and then we're wrong, we look like <laughs> idiots, right? And they're yeah. like, no, or- actually, they're not even friends. They hate each other. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. So I yeah. would make it about myself, but like clearly they know I'm looking at puppies. So <laughs> that you know she's holding my puppy. Thank you so much, Megan Rapino. <laughs> well, yeah, or it could have been like, wow, the, uh, you know, I, I, Ali Wagner breaks the news. Uh, Megan Rapino and Sue Bird having a baby. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why is Megan Rapino heading to San Francisco? <laughs> uh, talk a little bit about this match because we'd expect, you know, obviously two wins. We've got a big one coming up against Argentina. They need to at least draw. What are your thoughts on the game? Do you think this is going to be one of the easier matches of the She Believes Cup? And do you think this is a lock? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think this is, it should be a lock. This should be an easier match, you know, but I think this could be an opportunity that Vlaco tests out some different players. So I think that's an exciting part, you know, as a fan and as an analyst to see if, if he does bring in some fresh blood. You know, I think for Argentina, this is a group that's just learning or looking to learn from from these, you know, top class environments. And and look, the story is always the same with some of these countries that haven't put as much uh, resources and emphasis on the women's side. It's it matters, you know, and and look at the disparity that that likely, you know, will occur when Argentina steps out there against the U.S. and in funding and resources and, and they're they have talented players. So those players deserve to have, I think the kind of environment that our U S players have. So I hope that when they get out there and they get to experience the environment, 
you know, people in the Federation at the AFA are looking at it and going, all right, we really need to step it up and take care of these ladies. Yeah, we've always sure. said uh, on the show like that the U.S. Women's National Team, regardless of who they face, they respect them enough to absolutely demolish them, to, to make a point. So they don't respect so- you, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Catch. Uh- <laughs> if we learned anything from this tournament, that was it, right? <laughs> Catch uh, Ali Wagner uh, on the call uh, on FS1 uh, on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, you know what we're hoping. Uh, the U.S. Women's National Team uh, take the trophy uh, and win another She Believes Cup, uh, but it'll, it'll definitely be uh, wildly entertaining. So, Ali Wagner, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Put me on TV next. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, I'm sure you want to talk about this. The big win over the weekend. West Ham beating Tottenham <laughs> 2-1. Let's go. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Hammers. I, West Ham till I die. No. Uh, okay. Look, Christian. Everton hadn't won at Liverpool since 1999. Okay. Okay. And as everyone on this on this damn show and all our fans know, <laughs> you seem to be pretty excited about it. So just go for it. Welcome to your your chance to run around the room as an Everton fan. You're treating this like you're going to get a star over your badge. <laughs> Where's the trophy? Uh, <laughs> Merseyside is blue. Liverpool is blue. Uh, this is in- incredible, right? Uh, so Everton wins. Don't say right. I'm not going to agree to that. <laughs> Everton wins at Anfield for the first time since 19... 19- uh, 99. I mean, it, it, just think about how baggy our jeans were back then, Alexis. Oh, they, it was you could fit the squad time. in my <laughs> jeans back then. Okay. We, we were rocking Jabot. We were rocking Echo. <laughs> I had right. a Parasuco with the stripe down the side. <laughs> okay. You couldn't even see 95% of my Tims. They were covered in <laughs> denim. <laughs> So the, absolutely wow they 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 win uh, a 2-0 um look I'm I'm watching this game we uh, everybody went in especially after Everton just lost against Fulham Fulham yeah and then they end up uh bidding Liverpool uh, at Anfield for the you know first time in in forever in over 20 years uh so the fact that 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 this um you know my expectations were not super high my expectations were not very high when I watch any game, uh, any ever yeah. game, <laughs> but the fact that told this- you you're an Arsenal fan in hiding, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just incredible uh, a goal from Richarlison, then a penalty from Gil- Gilfie. No, it wasn't just a goal from Richarlison. I mean, the, the whistle blew, and the next thing you know, Richarlison <laughs> is celebrating. And that I got to be honest, that right there, I was like, Liverpool are losing this game. Liverpool are not making the top four. Liverpool might, they might, they're either going to. Either people are going to start saying that the Klopp, you know, thing is done and he wasn't that great. You know what I mean? Oh, he won Champions League and Premier League, but that's it. Like, you're going to start to hear that kind of pass, passive-aggressive anger yeah. from English fans. Or <laughs> you're going to start to hear, like, we're buying this defender in the offseason. Just the list of defenders are going to buy. And already the news is like, Marcelo, we're thinking about it. Like, whoever, who's the most expensive defender? We'll buy him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Who's on the, who's on the bench in La Liga that we can, <laughs> we can bring on? Um, 
just uh, uh, surreal. Surreal. Yeah. The the fact that um, would they, do you think this match would have been the same result had the fans been in the in the stadium? I mean, a lot of people have been talking about that, and uh, you know, the my my honest answer is. I don't care. Like Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> I'm here to tell everybody. No, I don't care. <laughs> because this is, uh, um, you know, Everton were at one point at, on, uh, in first in, in the Premier League early uh, on in the season and, and had uh, a couple bad games and, and not finding the consistency that they would like to, to, to have. But, uh, you know, uh, Carlo uh, Ancelotti uh, mentioned the same thing. I thought you were just going to call him Carlo. I'm like, you're on first name basis <laughs> with coach? I manage. <laughs> what up, Carlo? <laughs> he basically said we're you know we're trying to just get to europe uh, and a europa league spot would would be huge uh, uh for everton um so everton yeah. in seventh with 40 points liverpool in sixth with 40 points a better goal differential mm-hmm. uh what do you think happens at the end of the season are you finishing above liverpool and how hard are you partying if that's the case? <laughs> we are. We're finishing above Liverpool. Uh, uh, you know, I, you even mentioned, like, the concerns with Liverpool. And it actually made me think of um, Claudio uh, Ranieri, who won the Premier League and then uh, was fired the following year because of, of, of bad results. I don't see that happening to Klopp, but Klopp is kind of in this position right now where like yeah people the, the, are questioning his tactics you the, know have the, people figured out the press you yeah, know the yeah, whole the, nine yeah the, the, how much of the past success will give him you know how much of a leash uh to to, to keep going but i i think he they're in they're in a better position as far as like him keeping his job than than leicester city were when after ranier because they were they were worried about getting relegated that was like yeah uh, much more severe um and people are already like starting to pick apart the team like Apparently, Sadio Mane, you know, was getting looked at by Barcelona. Does he now go to Barca, you know, and how do you replace someone like Sadio Mane? People are talking about uh, Roberto Firmino. Oh, Firmino, not as good as uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, I can't really never scored against Everton. And, you know, he's he's not looking as good. And do we need to replace? You're starting to pick apart a Champions League winning (laughs) club now. You know what? I'll be honest. I love it. Okay. (laughs) like, (laughs) more more of this. (laughs) I just love that this is a catastrophic season for Liverpool, and this is the greatest season for Everton. And y'all are even on points. Uh, the, 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 uh, yeah, look, there's a lot to look forward to, right? Uh, you know, and, and, and we have a game in hand, so let's go. Uh, <laughs> so I'm hoping the next match, uh, you know, Everton is, is above, uh, uh, Liverpool. So I, I'm, I'm stoked. Okay. Uh, again, we will have Julian Gressel of DC United coming, uh, right up, uh, after this next break. Uh, but we have a couple of unboxings to do. We got some more uh, illustrious gifts. Uh, this from is my Ar- Everton beating Liverpool right here. <laughs> <laughs> we got, uh, honestly, the, the best uh, fans, the best supporters. So, so thank you for sending them uh, some stuff. And I wanna, the first one I wanted uh, to, to highlight, this is from the uh, Austin FC supporters group Los Verdes. That's right. Uh, over here. Thank you for the scarf. Uh, appreciate and it very much. And shouts to everyone in Texas as well. Uh, yes, I see yes. power starting to come back, and I think almost everyone has their power back, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and now people are still dealing with uh, either not having water yeah. or bo- boiling water advisories and things like that. So, or their houses have completely fallen apart from yeah. you know all the all the stuff that's happened in conjunction with this superstorm. And I got to say, for those of you who didn't get a chance to vacation in Cancun for a few days, uh, you know, we feel absolutely terrible for you. And we hope that, you know, things come back to normal for anyone who lost a loved one or something. I mean, we feel absolutely horrible. But 
we try to do a little bit of charity. I know four of the clubs there in Texas, uh, the Houston Dynamo and the Dash, uh, Austin FC, speaking of, and uh, FC Dallas, each of them individually set up their own uh, fundraisers to help their uh, local community. So we try exactly. to help out with that as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. We did a, uh, a Twitch stream, uh, a watch along for, for a game, and uh, we got to raise $500 uh, for all those, uh, uh, you know, uh, charities that are raising money. And it's the, the players uh, of, uh, of all the corresponding teams helped uh, put it together. So it's really, really cool. We, I mean, we've seen uh, a friend of the show, Zach Ballantin, uh, uh, put, put stuff together. Brad Stuver. Uh, Brad Stuver, uh, uh, Tanner Tessman from from FC Dallas so it's really cool how uh, they're they're all trying to help support and and give back and they're also dealing with the same exact problems as well right uh with not having a a lot of these resources so uh, a lot of love to everybody in Texas that is going through what they're going through uh and we're trying to help any way we can so let us know if there's anything more we can do um all right we got some some other stuff uh yeah we got this dope shirt from friend of the show look at this yeah mexican soccer show how cool Amelia is this sent us these thank you so much <laughs> and she was a great guest on our show her and and ollie remember ollie uh and her Correct. son all right uh, so, so it's super uh, cool to, to, yeah, to yeah, get check out shirts. mexican soccer show Amelia lopez is uh, uh one of the co-hosts on there uh, do do great great work so thank you so much Amelia, for uh for sending us uh those uh, also okay. i want to thank uh trish murphy uh for sending us uh this is really cool coffee she sent us a bunch of this nate's Coffee that she helps brew, which is so cool, and I can't wait. I've already tried some of it; it's absolutely incredible. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a big coffee guy. No, uh, she sent you know? tea, but my wife has taken it. So, <laughs> okay, I don't know what you know what? Dee deserves it. You know she she's a she's a superstar on Twitch. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, she is. Her yelling at me has already garnered so many views. She also put one of these. Uh, I don't know if you can see this. It's like a Nate snacks. It says uh, okay. it doesn't zoom on that. Doesn't yeah. do it. But it's called Blue Mount Blue Monday Sweets. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to try it. So. Okay, yeah, I have. Uh, I was just mentioning it. Speaking of, of D, the uh, like, there, there's a clip from the last uh, Twitch stream that we did that is is like out of context. It's just like, wow, Alexis's wife is just abusing. Him. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. When you clip it, I saw that one. It's just me trying to eat French fries, and I'm being yeah. belittled. But if you saw what happened before that, you're like, oh no, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> All right, well, not getting yelled at by D, but next we have Julian Gressel, uh, absolutely friend of the show. Happy to have him back, so stick around. Come back after this. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break it with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. That's right, Gully Squad. Uh, I mean, Gully Squad, I mean, the last, during quarantine, huh? Has, Gully Squad has not only become a, just a, a dope soccer community, but it's becoming a vital space for my emotional well-being. Okay? <laughs> yes, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have anyone to talk to a lot of the time. And also, I would not know what an apple crisp is. <laughs> okay, yeah, we are, there's, there's so much uh, communication and, and sharing of food uh well you know it's it's you know that, that i don't really dwell in that channel too much no you're not allowed to your girl can see it on your face that you're looking at food she goes through my phone not to look for like texts from other girls she's looking yeah, she's at, like booty pick booty pick booty pick sandwich Sam, what is this <laughs> how dare you, you betray me like this she's messaging me home record <laughs> 
but no, uh, Gully Squad is obviously the you know it, essentially the the Cooligans community uh, of people that are fans of soccer, fans of comedy, fans of food, fans uh, of pizza. Uh, it's an opportunity to help uh, support uh, the the content that we put out. Help us put out more content uh, that we can deliver to the masses and also get some exclusive content uh, for yourself. So there's a a bunch of really cool things going on in there. We have an amazing uh, uh, Slack channel that may or may not exist. Who knows? Uh, Even though we just talked about it. Exactly. But, you know, it's vague. It's very vague. Uh, (laughs) uh, So you can join at at any level. You can join. uh, You can give uh, like five bucks, ten bucks. You can give more. You can give more. There's more perks involved like, uh, you know, merch and and, and a pin and stickers and different things like that. So uh, it's if you're a fan of soccer, uh, if you're a fan of comedy, we highly recommend you joining. uh, And it it definitely helps the show grow uh, so we can do a bunch of other fun things, you know, in 2021 when we can finally travel, we can be be able to go do live shows and do live events and do a lot of other things like that. So uh, plus you get some really exclusive stuff like when we release the uh, the pins, you get a pin for joining. That's right. When we release the pop socket, you got a pop socket for joining stuff like that. So there's a lot of really good exclusive stuff. It's not just being a part of the uh, you know Slack channel that may or may not exist, but trust me, that's a dope part of it. Very much so. So uh, go to soccercooligans.com and click on the join Gully Squad button now. Hi, baby, and we're back on a Cooligans Living Room FC, and Christian, our guest is finally here. I mean, it's uh, it's nice to have one of the homies. You know? You know re- to reconnect, all right? Just an old friend, you know, <laughs> who moved away, but it's like we've been cool this whole time, you know? Okay. Definitely staying in touch, you know? The the, the WhatsApp uh, group chat is lit, all right? Okay. <laughs> this is a little different than older friends of mine who I'm like, yo, you let me know when your girl's out of town and she won't be mad that you're hanging out with me. Like, that's how I usually have to see my old friends. But this old friend... I mean, one of the most important moments of our career was opening a comedy festival with a soccer podcast. Yeah. And this dude must have just not had the right people around him because he said yes. You know, <laughs> was, was, you know he was just uh, a, a misguided rookie. Right? right. He didn't know why he was getting himself. His into. agent at the time just wasn't paying attention to emails. I don't know what <laughs> happened, but somehow we found a way to get this dude on our show. And it absolutely changed the course of the of the Cooligans career, real. and I'm so happy to uh, sort of you know touch base and see see where you've been since you changed our careers, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You're a midfielder for your DC United, the one, the only. Pull over the car and put your hands together <laughs> for the one, the only, Julian Grassel, Everybody, Julian, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Good to be here. Uh, I'm still waiting for my checks in the mail. You know, your, your, your careers have taken off, so I'm still waiting for those to come in. But look, I mean, some time. We- we joke around, but that that uh, so obviously we did uh, we hosted uh, a show at the Red Clay Comedy Festival. We you know a soccer podcast uh, starting a comedy festival w- was ridiculous. Uh, you know, if on in the comedy world, it's definitely ridiculous. In the soccer world, I think a lot of people in the soccer world were like, "All right, I guess there's going to be a soccer player at a comedy festival. Why not?" You know, the, but the that that moment that you were there and and it was a it was a really fun show i mean you didn't know us i don't think you knew what to really expect <laughs> and, and and the fact that it, it went so well people were laughing people were having a great time there was a lot of banter back and you forth, must have but- thought we were wildly unprofessional because at some point i just started eating pizza during the interview <laughs> <laughs> no that was 
that was fun i i had a great time i spoke to my wife the other day when the request came in to come on your show and i was super excited again she was like oh yeah i remember these guys that was a really good night we had um yeah like you said i was a, i was a rookie and uh it was uh, everything was new to me but that was one of the one of the really good nights uh that first year for sure yeah look it, it really showed uh you know and we have a we have a lot of questions from uh from fans but clearly atlanta united and and the atlanta united fans just absolutely loved you i mean it, it couldn't have even been any more perfect because that that guys were playing uh atlanta united was playing against uh, uh philadelphia uni and you scored the night before the show that you Which, were going to be thank on. Thank you I mean, so much <laughs> for preparing, you know? You just, All you came you in with enough buzz. <laughs> it, it worked out absolutely perfectly. But I think that was a, that was a, a great, uh, for a lot of people, it was a great introduction, I think, for you to meet fans in a different way. And I think that's kind of the fun of like doing a show like, like ours. Yeah, that's that's how the relationship, you know, has started to to build through through stuff like that, you know, where that feeling is certainly mutual. I absolutely love the fans in Atlanta. Um, they've been great to me and to all the other players as soon as we started. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously it went down a little different path since then, but I was I was so happy to to be part of that night. And um, yeah, you're, you're welcome for for scoring and kicking off your career with that. <laughs> you absolutely did. And so much has changed since then, right? I think when we met your lady at that time, you you weren't engaged, or maybe you had just gotten engaged, mm-hmm. right? You weren't. I don't think we were engaged yet. No, I think we got engaged after that season, um, right. and then another year got married. Now we have a three-month-old daughter. It's yeah, it's all congratulations. Kind of yeah, it's been amazing. So <laughs> meanwhile, I, Christian I, and I are literally doing the exact same thing we were doing. <laughs> can I tell you this story? This is uh, this is a real thing that happened to me at when at the MLS All Star Game uh, in Atlanta. This so is when, hilarious, uh, by the, the way. At the uh, at the party like that at the you know b- before the game. I I'm in Atlanta and I see a woman there and and I'm like that's Julian Gressel's wife like yeah I think he had just gotten engaged maybe or whatever no it was engaged I, I, it was engaged. engaged and I was like that I heard I that I I remember <laughs> meeting her and I know she we're in Atlanta so probably Julian's around here and that's her and I went up to her. This woman, said, by the way, is just like putting food on her plate, <laughs> minding her own business. No. Here comes Christian. And I went up to her and I said, hey, how you doing? And she recognized me. So I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And I said, congratulations. And she was yeah. like, for what? I was like, on your engagement. And she's like, to who? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, no. I'm sorry. So it turns out this is a very single woman. <laughs> <laughs> is at a party and just feeling we- confident and then here comes christian knocking That's her amazing. down the back to be like she, oh you ain't the lady who's engaged she knew That's me because amazing. she was an nycfc employee and that's why she was she recognized okay. me but she looks exactly like your wife and i was so embarrassed it was so insecure. that's funny that's a funny story that's awesome that's oh, a- yeah, my, my wife loves you guys too so i'm sure she would have still recognized you in her okay, even though we sweet. roasted her for saying she didn't like pizza at first but uh she You've you've it's changed so much since then too. I yeah, don't know how to tell you. Uh, we got right, we got to work like gluten free now, so it's a whole ordeal, and it's uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, no. I think this still, is why some, you had a there's kid. There's some good gluten free pizza out there still, though. Yeah, there is. I we think this is why you places. had a kid, Julian, so that you could have someone to eat pizza with. You're like, if the wife's That's not right. going to do it, yeah. That's right. <laughs> we're going to team up against her. You know, talk That's a little right. bit about you know coming out of college and going to a team like Atlanta, especially at that at the era that you were there. 
huge level of expectations, fun team, winning every game, basically. Now you switch to DC United. Was Were you prepared for that shift? Were you sort of kind of like, well, this is similar from coming out of college and sort of having to make your name? Or were there so much more expectations on you now because now you are a big ticket item, right? No, there were definitely more expectations. You know, I think it's a different different stage in my career, which uh, which was which was fine with me. I didn't really, yeah, I, I like those expectations because that means I've done well before, and um, I obviously want to continue to do well, right? And obviously, last year didn't work out for me personally um, as I had hoped, and obviously for DC United not either. Um, but you know, those are growing pains, and you know, you got to go through those years sometimes where where you you have a little downside, and then you grow as a person, as a player. Um, but yeah, no, the, the first, the first few, you know, months in DC were, were much different than the first few months in Atlanta, um, just cause of different expectation and different, you know, what you wanted to achieve for yourself, because I knew I've, I've been there, I've kind of done it consistently over the three years in Atlanta. And, um, I wanted to continue that in DC and, uh, I, I wasn't able to do it as much last year. So, um, hopefully, you know, we'll have a better season this year. Yeah, I mean, in in general, I, I'm I'm curious about the 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 trade in itself because it, it, your kind of situation was was somewhat unique and and confusing to people, and you know, obviously, Atlanta United yeah. fans did not want you to go, uh, but you you you're you were at a point where you're like, look, I'm I'm playing very very well, I'm outperforming maybe you know what what uh you know like an an MLS draft pick. Uh, you know, kind of normally does. So it's totally understandable. It's like, yo, I need to get paid. And, uh, uh, but, but, but working within those, those rules within MLS, like as a player and as, and as that commodity, how did it feel being like, being in sort of in the, in that position where, where almost like Atlanta had to let you go and, or they couldn't necessarily keep you? Well, those were difficult conversations and difficult times, you know, that, that, that have gone on for a long time. You know, it wasn't just in one month we talked about a new contract. Okay. It was, you know, over, I think, after we won MLS Cup, that's kind of when it started or, or when Atlanta initially made the the move um, to potentially get a new contract done, which then actually never happened, you know, and it kind of just dragged out and dragged out. And by the end of that year, 2019, I was like, well, you know, what's the deal? I, I would like to sign a new new contract here. But um, yeah, so it's, it's been, it, it was a tough, tough situation, um, you know, and I, I never wanted to leave, but um, I think the longer it kind of took, um, the more I realized for myself that, you know, you might not uh, get what you want here or you might not yeah. be viewed as, as as you would have liked to be viewed um and uh you know it was it was bittersweet you know at the same I, I we loved atlanta we love the fans we we love the stadium the training facility everything's great um but at the same time you know you want to be be appreciated want to be valued the way you you value yourself and and you think you 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 know you what you bring to the table in that organization and um you know so it was it was a process that ultimately led to where i was okay with it you know and, and uh, I just knew it was just a different way my career was going to go, um, and that's that's fine. You know, that's the, that's the game, that's soccer, and uh, and that's why um, you know you have clubs like DC United now that were then really interested in me that um, you know wanted me to come in and, and be one of the leaders of the team, and and you know um, especially after leaving after getting rid of or, or having just left with Wayne Rooney and Lucho Costa. So they needed some, some players, you know, to come in and really step up as leaders as well. And then I, I saw myself in that role and that, 
you know, I was happy, happy to have, uh, yeah, have clubs interested in me like DC and yeah, that they gave me the contract, you know, that or close to what I was looking for. And, um, but again, it was, it was a long process and, uh, um, can we just get back to talking fun stuff again? <laughs> these things are these things are no, hard to talk I, about. But yeah, I, I think, don't want to bring it, up old old stuff or whatever. But it's just it, it is. I, I, it was mainly just my curiosity because I know it was. Yeah. you know, and I'm from, sure Atlanta fans are, are curious about that stuff yeah, as well. Yeah. And yeah. And, uh, and you know, you never really know everything, uh, especially as a fan. So I know I can tell you guys that there has been a lot of conversations, and it was a long process. And and the longer it took, the more I realized that. You know, there might be a change coming very soon, and the more yeah. I was okay with it too. Yeah, and, nice. that's, and that's the business. That's the business side that we can't uh, escape, and I think everybody understands that part. Uh, that's right. Uh, and Julian, we spoke about this a little bit uh, at the, when we did that live show in, in 2017, but the uh, we were talking about the the possibility of Julian Gressel representing the U.S. Men's National Team someday. In, in his life. Is that a thing? I know you were you born in Germany. You got an uh, American baby, though, you know? <laughs> okay, that definitely helps. Uh, um, and and uh, ever since then, there have been um, uh, comments from uh, U.S. Men's National Team coach Greg Berhalter saying that, uh, you know, we, we would be interested in having Julian Gressel on the team. And that To must quote be, him, uh, he said, I'll wait for him. Ooh, okay. Which <laughs> my wife doesn't even say that when the food arrives. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we we had a bunch of questions from uh, from uh, Gully Squad, our, our supporters group. Uh, Thomas A. Thorne asked the same, basically asked the same question. So what what is uh what what is the the prospect of that, and how are you feeling about that now? Um, well, I certainly appreciate the comments from Greg Berhalter. Right, I think it's it's a it's an honor to for him to mention that and. and because you know he doesn't need to talk about me. I'm so far away from even the possibility of me playing there that it's it's obviously an honor to for him to say that um, and to have me in his mind. Obviously, you know is is, is kind of cool. Um, but you know, there's still I think uh, next year, either April or May, that's when I would would be eligible to become a citizen. Um, that's when my green card, uh, or I've had my green card then for for three years, I think. Um, so. Um, yeah, that's that's the first time when I'm, when it would even be a possibility. But you know, until then, um, I'm just going to continue to hopefully play play better than I did last year in MLS, and then you know, win some more games. And um, that's really all I can control right now. You know, I'm just going to try and focus on that. And then if the possibility is there, um, I think it'd be a tremendous honor. Um, you know, and, and I think if there was no way for me to get a call up from Germany, then and the and the US would be interested um, to call me up into a camp or or you know for a game or whatever. Um, I'd be I'd be very honored to represent the U.S. I've, I've been here now for a long time and uh, call this my home. So um, you know it'd be it'd be it'd be a cool thing for sure. But for now, we, we still got to wait a little bit. Okay. I'm sure I'm sure it's a dream of yours, just like any other soccer player to play in the World Cup, right? Yeah, of course. You know, okay. and, and and obviously there's a big chance of playing in the U.S. in the World Cup. Uh, you know, that might be in a few years, but. Um, yeah, but like I said, that that stuff is is not feasible right now for me, you know, unless it's for Germany, and then we'll kind of see um, what happens with the U.S. Uh, situation as as that kind of comes up. So and- let's just say the World Cup is gonna the Qatar World Cup is gonna be in the winter. So there's a yeah. little bit of an extended the period. The timing is actually great. I know, right? There's a little bit of extra time, right? Yeah. So let's say you become eligible for the U.S. What I've Googled said December. I'm assuming you know better than what Google pulled up. So we'll use April. April, you've now become eligible. 
You haven't received a phone call from Germany. You get a phone call from Greg Berhalter and he says, hey, we want you in the camp. What do you say? Yeah, I'll come in. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, Greg is from Jersey. I'm going to send him a couple text messages. I don't have his number, but I'll figure out a way to make sure this happens. Okay. Yeah. No, I, th- I think the December thing you got because we got married in December. Um, uh, you know, we got married late December. So, but then I got, I didn't get the green card until I, I want to say April or early May or something. And then, um, so it depends what the timing is there. This is just but so I don't amazing. Really know that but when, when, when it comes to us men's national team stuff, like fans are like, all right, he got married on the 31st. Okay. So now look, we can make this work. You know, <laughs> it was a cold day. They got the red string on the wall. <laughs> no, but let me say that the pool has, has gotten so much better over the past year or two. It's, it's been incredible to see the talent come in and um you know i think greg berhalter has certainly has some tough decisions to make when it comes to that time so um we'll see like i said we'll see if i will be in that mix or not is obviously still ways away and um all i can control is to play well in mls and you know everything else we'll just kind of see when it when when the time comes i'm curious about the uh, the, your connection to uh to the german like program i mean like in in 2017 2018 uh, winning mls cups like we were on our show talking all the time like you know maybe uh you know julian plays for the u.s men's nationally but that'd be a long time but why what if germany calls him up right now i mean he's absolutely balling was what were there any kind of uh inklings or just even thoughts that 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 might be a possibility i know getting on the german first team is obviously the the competition is really really intense but do they look at mls players the german mls players that way well i don't think so um you know and and i think i never received any sort of inquiry or a call or or any type of hey what do you think kind of thing no nothing um i think the talent pool is so deep in germany you know in the Bundesliga, second Bundesliga, and they play in England, they play all over Europe. And so it's just tough, you know, it's tough uh, to get in there. And then playing so far away um, might be more difficult to get, you know, even even more views and stuff. But, you know, I never really expected it. Uh, even even when I was playing really well in 2018 and we won MLS Cup, yeah, you're a bit more in the media in Germany as well. That, you know, might have might have broadened my reach a bit over there where people are now more aware of me. Especially in my hometown, <laughs> they yeah. had like an article every single every single day almost. Every, every but, assist, you know. Yeah, You're like, no, I'm but, big in Germany, fellas. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> no, but so I don't. I don't know. I don't know how much they considered it or not. But it's nothing that I've ever heard or never really expected either. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, playing for a national team is is an honor either way, right? Especially if it's your adopted home of the U.S., and especially if Chris and I will do everything we can to make sure the German team doesn't call you so that Greg Berhalter <laughs> calls you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, of We're course, actively that would, trying to sabotage. Your help will probably push it over the edge. Yeah, yeah that's, what, right? that's what we want to do, right? I love um, that. When you look at, you know, uh, you know, you're with D.C. United and you got a new coach coming in, and Nan Lozada, uh, hey, Argentinian coach again? You know, you did pretty well the last time. I know. Right? Are you excited? Are you getting the mate ready to show up? I know. With the no, I, um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm getting excited. Yeah, it's, it's something new, you know, something new. I think the club the club needs, you know, in D.C. And uh, and, and some, some new blood, some young blood, um, exciting, energetic. That's kind of the, the words I would use to describe from what I've gotten to know him like. I've had a 
30 minute zoom call with him uh so far i haven't seen him but um yeah um you know i think it's, it's a great hire for dc and and i'm certainly excited to play for an argentinian coach again just because my track record with them and uh you know I'm, I'm i'm kind of kind of kind of pumped to, to get going yeah nice and just we, yeah you continue working on your argentinian spanish that's all i mean that's just, oh, it's always fun <laughs> and christian this is exciting we have a, a new segment here uh you know obviously we're big fans of kits you know uh my wife not as much she's like could you get them out of here please there's just okay. seems to be a lot we're um, running out of closet space yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. which by the way she has like four times the amount of closet space i have i'm not here to complain about it okay julian yeah. if you want to talk about it we'll chat later uh it's a lot uh but uh obviously look there's the whole thing with kids is yo i like this kid more no i like that kid so we said you know what let's just do a kid battle okay? Okay. okay that's right so we're going to compare two jerseys all right and up first today we have the 2021 dc united kit okay the no specific joint. reason to bring that one up since julian is here <laughs> uh but yeah the 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 marble joint okay I, uh it's, when uh, i first heard they were going marble i'm like yo arsenal we did that already i kind of like dcs it's like a bit more subtle you know yeah yeah it's it, it's pretty chill honestly i would i i wish it was a little bit more pronounced uh the marble because you you got to kind of like look you got to squint a little bit and then you're like okay now i i see i see what they do i like how you took what i said and you were like yeah but no okay cool <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to compare that to the 2006 germany world cup kid also no reason to do that since julian gressel's here uh Julian, were you a fan of the 06 Germany kit? Oh, I love that jersey. Just because, not just because it's simple in the design and, and the, you know, it, it just represents Germany in the design quite well, but what it means to me and, and what that time meant to so many Germans, I think there's just a deeper meaning behind it than just a design, right? So, you know, the time 2006 in Germany when the World Cup was hosted in Germany and it, it, it just, there was so much energy in the country and it was such a, such a, amazing time you know and and it was, it was so much fun so to see the team play in that kind of jersey and to see that jersey after now kind of just you know brings up some of those emotions again so it just means more than just the, the design when you have that little more of a connection with it same as you know with other jerseys that i've worn now you know you, you love certain jerseys that you just feel good in that you've won a couple of trophies in that you know they they will just yeah, always yeah. be have a special place <laughs> see in now yeah, for look. you you look at a jersey like this and you think back to like you know, you were a kid then, and, and this was happening in the country. Yeah. And all. I look at this kid, and since I've never, I don't play, obviously, I don't know if you know that about me. Don't play at a very high <laughs> level of soccer. Uh, I look at this kid, and the first thing I think of is, is a big dude wearing this is those curves. They're going to go right around your belly. I mean, it's like, you know what I mean? It looks like a parentheses around yeah, your belly. Julian, Julian Gressel, is that a thing you worry about? You know, <laughs> your belly being too pronounced? No, because it's abs. The, the whole world's saying, like, look, abs are here. For me, that's not what's happening. If I have to worry about my belly, I'm doing the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I see your point. I see your point. But, you know, like I said, I just feel like a jersey like that means more than just the design and you know, if it pronounces my belly in 15, 20 years when I wear it a little bit more, then so be it. Yeah. Good. Look, I, we have the same energy. Yeah, I mean, but this looking at this jersey just yeah reminds you of uh, good times when, when, when it comes to German football because uh, last couple of years have not been so great, okay? They've been taking some a couple L's uh, in, in, you know, in World Cups and international tournaments. So what do you think they could turn things around? Yeah, of course. You know, I think 
Lurf has obviously been there quite a long time as a coach, um, but the talent's there. You know, the players are there. Um, so it's just a matter of finding the right balance, finding the right mix, and then getting, you know, everybody playing well at the same time. And, you know, Germany has always been a tournament team. You know, that's that's one thing that comes to mind when you think about the German teams usually. So I'm um, excited for the for the Euros um, and, and kind of hopeful, obviously, that, um, you know, they, they can kind of erase some of those losses and then turn back uh, and, and play for a title. We should have put up next year's Germany kit with next year's U.S. kit just to – uh, anchor the point even more. But looking at <laughs> looking at the DC United kit, I mean, do you you don't really do you care about the design, or you're just happy the badge is there? That's your squad. Let's go play. No, I think it, it, it's cool to look at. You know, I think you want to have some sort of resemblance of of what the club stands for, what the city stands for. You know, those little things I think matter. You know, they obviously in the game they don't matter, but you know when you when you are associated with the kit, you know, then I think it matters. And um, the marble obviously is is a great way to associate uh, us with with DC. Um, there's a ton of marble in the city, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. So, um, but. You know, it's a white jersey that, you know, we'll wear away from home that will kind of remind us of, of kind of where we come from a bit. So, um, you know, it's certainly certainly a good okay, one. Okay, and if, uh, I mean, we're going to put you in a really tough position here. If you had a pick, you could only wear one. You know, you have to, which is the winner? Which is the better kit right now? Okay, the, this, the 2021 DC United kit or the 2006 Germany kit? Which one elicits more feelings from you? Well, right now it's a Germany kit, but if we win MLS Cup in the 2021 uh, DC United kit, then I might have to change it. So uh, you'd be like, we'll "Get see. these parentheses off my belly! I just won MLS Cup." <laughs> okay, and if, for us, Alexis, what are you picking? Which is which is your favorite kit out of these Dude, two? Dude, I love you know me. I love old school kits. I've got the jacket actually from the 06, uh, the Germany jacket from the 06 World Cup. Uh, so I love I love that kit. I love that squad. I love the whole thing around it. But if I had to pick. DC United's kind of dope. I like the marble, but Arsenal, I'm a big Arsenal fan. Arsenal already has marble, so I'm going to go with the whole world's going to see the parentheses around my belly. Let's do it. Right? It's going to look like a bagel, too, because of my belly button. It's going to be a lot. I look I look at the uh, the Germany kit, and I, it just reminds me of the, the, the U.S. men's national team losing to Germany in the in the World Cup, and it just elicits too much negativity. I have I have this, the 1990 uh, Germany kit that I like a bit more, so I'm going to pick the DC United kit, the 2020 one <laughs> right okay so, so it looks like yes. it looks like yeah germany wins right now but <laughs> if dc united wins mls cup julian switches his vote and then dc wins That's right. so it's up to you That's right. dc united you know what i mean we'll revisit it okay. we'll revisit. all right another one in the books thank you so much julian gressel uh for coming back on the show i mean it's uh look it's great that we have such a history we we <laughs> we, we came into the league together and it's so awesome to, so, to, we, we were, were all, we were all rookies and now look at us <laughs> that's right all, let's, hope, let's hope we keep going like that right it keeps <laughs> yes. going up uh julian is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off uh, yeah, I mean, you know, would love and appreciate a follow on all the social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, you know, I'm pretty active uh, at Julian Gressel on both. Um, and I'm actually 
just starting or, or just started a new podcast. Um, it's called the soccer podcast. Um, the spelled Z E E. Okay. You know, a little German wrinkle there. <laughs> um, I'm doing it together with another German, um, who's also in the league, Fabian Herbers. He's playing for the Chicago fire. Um, and we're going to talk about, you know, all things MLS, you know, how our German culture and German background kind of influences our everyday life. And, you know, just sharing some, some stories, some behind the scenes stories throughout, uh, as we go along through the season and should be fun. Um, that kind of comes from the Gressel special, obviously, because I enjoyed that really, really a lot last year, but turned into more of a podcast now without video. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to do that. So give it, give it a listen and, uh, and, and give us some feedback how, how that's okay, going. Okay. That's going right. to be great. It's a little coming in our territory, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know? Well, I, I hope that in a few years, then I can turn it into a TV show like you guys. And then, you know, you have something else going on. So yeah, maybe just we'll try to play follow soccer, your footsteps. You know? <laughs> Who right. knows? Okay. Uh, amazing, Julian. Thank you so much uh, for joining us again. Uh, the uh, all right, right now we're going to do our goal celebration GIF. Uh, it has been, it is now becoming a tradition. Uh, we've had uh, some incredible. We've had comedians. We've had uh, players, goalkeepers. Uh, Everybody goal, goal celebrate. Usually people who are not usually scoring a whole bunch of goals. Uh, but you, yeah. you are familiar with that. So, uh, what would you like your goal celebration GIF to be? So imagine you just scored the goal that qualifies the U.S. for the World Cup. That's a big one. But, uh, no, I think celebration. So I've actually thought about my goal celebration quite a bit over the, the last few weeks, especially, you know, with my daughter here now. I was like trying to watch her, what she does at the moment. But at the moment, she's in a, in a stage where she loves her thumb. So I'm just going to go with. Yeah, we go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a simple one, you know? Yeah. Just a I little shout it. out to her. So it's, it's cool. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, okay, Julian, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Everybody, make sure you follow us uh, as well at Soccer Cooligans on all social media platforms. Mm -hmm. Follow at Fubo Sports. Uh, and please join Gully Squad if you'd like to submit questions uh, to our guests. You can go. You can join at SoccerCooligans.com. Uh, all right, make sure you also subscribe uh, to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. Uh, okay, Julian, let us end the show the way we normally do, as is tradition. So for Julian Gressel, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The, the Cooling 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 Cooling